0: I think some company is overdue. I've started talking to the pictures on the walls. Hanging in there, there Joan. Joan. Yeah, yeah.
1: Who's the one I'm thinking of? Joan. Joan Rivers.
0: <laughs> she's dead.
1: Well, I know she's dead. <laughs> well, that's You're Ill- like, and so that's is Ill- Joan Ill- of Arc. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Joan of Arc was real? Yeah. Well, I didn't think the arc was real. Do you know what
0: arc is? It's like a title.
1: It's not Noah's Ark. I thought it was Joan that was on Noah's Ark, like Noah's wife was Joan.
0: No, no. She fought in like a battle. She was the first woman like fighter in a, in a battle and what? led her own like. That's I thought, I thought Joan was
1: Moses' wife. That's why they called her Joan of Ark. She was on the fucking Ark.
0: No, I don't think.
1: I mean, you would know.
0: How would I know? Because I'm a woman.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's how we're going to start off 2024, everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. Thank you, in-person audience
1: well happy new year everybody
0: happy new year guys
1: how was everyone's new year
0: wow that sounds fun (laughs) what did don't say (laughs) bn oh
1: oh so good to be back
0: it is giggling hanging out
1: can i just say the way this new year is starting out with everything about jeffrey epstein's case uh, Stephen Hawking was involved and then did you see now in Miami there was an alien sighting there were alien sightings
0: I don't think that's real Ian. there were like a
1: hundred cop cars there because kids were hitting each other with bats
0: I, they, there was probably like I don't think that's real there were
1: military helicopters flying
0: someone probably like called in like a, some sort of threat I don't think when do you ever
1: see that many cop cars for just some random threat
0: I don't think it was aliens I'm I gonna hope be honest. it was
1: aliens I'm planning that it was aliens
0: okay right right
1: thank you I don't think it is starting that shit down immediately mm-hmm No, but especially all the Epstein stuff. Stephen Hawking.
0: Yeah. Hey, that's crazy. And I feel like there's not like more, I don't know, like news about that, you know?
1: Oh, if you look for it. My algorithm only shows me Stephen Hawking. Right, right, right. It's
0: crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: And I just met you.
0: Here's my number. Hey. Did I mess that up? Wait, no. Yeah, it's backwards. Eh, I just met you. This is crazy. Here's my number.
1: Call me. Maybe. Call me. Maybe.
0: Yeah. What a great segue. Hey, that's great.
1: That really isn't a segue into anything. It's not. We just finished the song.
0: I know. But it's like going from that to this.
1: Speaking of great segues, we're (laughs) going (laughs) to... We're going to start this episode off um, with a little throwback to our first episode last year. Mm -hmm. So last year, we started the podcast. Our first episode was the Lucy Walker Steamboat Explosion. Toot toot. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I didn't know where that was going. I mean... (laughs) Uh, so since this is the first episode of 2024, I figured we'd start off the new year with another steamboat explosion. <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, we will be talking about the disaster of the Sultana steamboat, which exploded on the Mississippi River in 1865, killing almost a thousand people in the middle of the night. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm well, Ian.
0: And I'm Liv. Hey, and this is Disaster Hour.
1: so excited for this one yeah i feel like i have some good sound bites for this one also
0: yeah that's what you said when i came in yeah yeah (laughs) all
1: right so let's get into it the sultana steamboat exploded on april twenty seventh, 1865 at like 2 a.m too so that fucking sucks that's weird but we'll get into it everybody was awake almost entirely it's it's a whole thing
0: (laughs) everyone was up out and about
1: they were just perusing the ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get there yeah. as we do. So the Sultana steamboat, much like the Lucy Walker steamboat, was a steamboat that traveled up and down the Mississippi River in the 1800s, and it primarily transported passengers and supplies. The ship had two giant paddle wheels, uh, one on each side of the ship, which propelled the Sultana through the water. Uh, the ship itself was 260 foot long and 42 foot wide at its widest. Oh, yeah, big. Also, again. It was seventeen hundred short tons, which is just over fifteen hundred regular tons. W- what is a short ton? We talked about this before.
0: Hey, no idea.
1: Why does every unit of measurement for anything maritime related have to be slightly different? <laughs> so, no, I asked somebody this. Somebody yeah. that was in the Navy, and he said, like, it's because they take into account the curvature of the Earth, which is why they have a different unit of measurement.
0: Oh, no, no, no,
1: uh. that
0: kind of makes that kind regular of makes Earth,
1: sense. Like, is
0: still curved. Hey, regular Earth.
1: <laughs> ground earth solid earth <laughs> still still has a slight curvature to it
0: oh we're on earth
1: everything is a slight curve i
0: don't know but maybe it's different in water with like buoyancy and some buoyancy stuff like that is the i don't consistency
1: know consistency of the medium on which the boat floats it has nothing to do with like the, i don't know i don't No, i think it's stupid With zero Navy, zero maritime experience, I'm saying that's fucking stupid. You heard it here first. You're just
0: mad because you don't understand it.
1: I understand it. I think it's fucking stupid. Right, right. Yeah. I. Yeah. Thank you. I am right. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the Sultana's maiden voyage was on January 3rd, 1863. And again, for those of you who listened to the Lucy Walker episode, the Sultana disaster is about 20 years after the Lucy Walker.
0: Oh, so they didn't learn. Right, right.
1: Now, much like most machinery during the time period, the Sultana's paddle wheels were powered by four steam-powered boilers. Uh, These boilers were called fire tube boilers. So the fire tube boilers were a double-edged sword. They were a newer technology, and they could generate twice the steam power that conventional boilers could produce. But these boilers were more prone to failure and explosions if the water levels inside the boiler system were not properly maintained. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Got to maintain those.
1: Needs maintained. Yeah. So the boilers would siphon water out of the river, but since the Mississippi River wasn't exactly Fiji water, the dirt and sediment from the river made the boilers prone to clogging, and it made that especially difficult to clean them as well. Mm -hmm. Also, considering the steamboats during the 1800s were mostly made of wood and covered in flammable paint and varnish, explosions of any kind were just really unfortunate. Like, you really didn't want that to happen.
0: No. It's like, again, domino effect.
1: Of all the things you don't want to have happen on your steamship in the 1800s on the Mississippi River, an explosion. Yeah, that's it. You don't want that. And also, remember, like we had talked about during the Lucy Walker explosion, steam engine technology was unreliable and dangerous since it was relatively new. Uh, Steamboats that were powered by steam engines typically lasted only three to five years on the Mississippi, and boiler explosions were the number one cause of the sinkings.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It was like 25% of all steamboats went out in a fire explosion mm-hmm. because of the boilers.
0: Oh, you would think they would learn. However.
1: No. <laughs> no. Also, do you remember that publication from the 90s that was about steamboats?
0: No. <gasps> Wait.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What was the title called? Do you remember? Um, I have it here. No, tell me. The egregious steamboat journal.
0: That's right. And I said I was going to like factor in that word into like.
1: I forgot about it until this yep. morning. Yep. S- yes. The egregious steamboat journal egregious. published by Jack Custer. This just documented uh, steamboats and other aspects of the rivers at the time. Gotcha. Custer said that traveling by steamboat at the time was, quote, like playing with dynamite. Back then, they didn't have the technology to do certain things right. <laughs> like,
0: Just get Why not? Get them.
1: He also said, quote, a boiler explosion can tear brick walls apart. When the steam lets go, it's like a cannon and can literally vaporize a steamboat. (gasps) Ooh. Bummer.
0: That's horrifying.
1: Like I said, it'll ruin your day. Yeah. So let's fast forward to April 13th, 1865, almost two and a half years after the Sultana's maiden voyage. Captain James Cass Mason was at the helm of the Sultana, and on April 13th, Sultana departed from St. Louis, Missouri, southbound on the Mississippi River toward New Orleans.
0: I bet you've read that word and you're like, yes. I heard it immediately. I'm like, yep, I know what I have to do here. You're like, I need that. I need that sound bite.
1: That's Carrie Underwood, everybody. Well, two days later, on April 15th, Sultana was docked in Cairo, Illinois, another city along the Mississippi. And yes, Cairo, Illinois is south of St. Louis, Missouri. I had to check. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize that Missouri was that far north. I had to check. I did. I'm not that great with geography. No, me neither. Well, after this, getting better. Are you actually? Yeah. Cartographers are probably good with geology. Yeah, geography, maybe both.
0: Probably both. It probably goes hand in hand. You think? Is
1: cartography still a thing because we have Google Maps? So what's left for cartographers? Well, who
0: makes Google Maps? Google. Yeah, but like they have to have somebody to like make that.
1: Okay, well, once the maps are made, though.
0: Well, they do it like every single like year.
1: Are the maps changing that often?
0: I think so. Really? Yeah, I think like what I. Again, don't, hey, don't quote me on this, like tectonic plates like shift. So like every single year, we're like a little we'll bit. We'll
1: talk about that in here, actually. So, Are you serious? I stand corrected. Not to that degree, but yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So on April 15th, Sultana was docked in Cairo, Illinois. Do you know what else happened on April 15th,
0: 1865?
1: Uh, no. Lincoln's assassination. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a big one. Uh, The Civil War had officially ended like a week before on April 9th, 1865. Mm -hmm. Joey Six, is that right? Let me know. (laughs) Well, the news of Lincoln's death hits Cairo that day because they had telegraphs. So it was already in the newspapers and can make its way from D.C. to all the northern states immediately. Yeah. But because of the war, telegraph communication to the southern states had been cut off. So they didn't get a lot of information very quickly. Oh, okay. And also, because it's 1865, they didn't have the internet to get their news from memes on Instagram.
0: (laughs) How else do you get news?
1: That's how I've been learning all about the Epstein case. It's from my Instagram memes and Jerry news. (laughs) So Captain Mason takes a boatload of newspapers (laughs) back on the Sultana and heads south again. We're going to hear that a lot. Just get ready for it. So he's heading south again, spreading the news to all the southern states that El Presidente was dead. So because Captain Mason is going from town to town, letting people know that Lincoln's dead, what does that make Captain Mason?
0: A town crier.
1: Hell yeah, he's the town crier. Yes, yes, <laughs> yep, yes! Yep, yep, he's the town crier. <laughs> so Captain Mason is spreading the word all along the Mississippi River as he heads south.
0: Stop, stop no.
1: And eventually he makes a stop at Vicksburg, Mississippi.
0: It sounds like the bizarre world of Pittsburgh, Vicksburg.
1: It's like the redheaded stepchild of Pittsburgh, Vicksburg. (laughs) Vicky. While in Vicksburg, Captain Mason finds an opportunity to make some cash. Captain Reuben Hatch, the quartermaster in Vicksburg, offers Captain Mason a job.
0: Hey, what a name. Hey, great name. There's some
1: good names in this. Reuben Hatch, love it. Sounds like a sandwich. (laughs) Go on. I'll take the Reuben. Do you want the Reuben or the Reuben Hatch? the ruben hatch, hatch. yeah can i have extra hatch oh i like my hatch on the side yeah. i like to dip it in the hatch <laughs> we're done
0: we we were done you started
1: <laughs> i need help since the civil war had ended just weeks earlier there were hundreds of union prisoners of war in a parole camp near vicksburg all who had just been freed in the southern states so the job captain mason is offered is the job of taking these northern soldiers back up the Mississippi River to their northern home states. In doing so, Captain Mason would be paid for each soldier that he transported. He would be paid $2.75 for each soldier and $8 for each officer that he transported.
0: Oh, don't ask.
1: I'm going to ask. I'm nervous. $2.75 in 1865 was worth how much today in
0: 2024? $24.37. $53. I was so close.
1: And $8 in 1865 was worth how much today in okay. 2024?
0: I'm going to guess $110. 155 Fuck. God damn. Oh, I'm like, I'm losing my touch. I've lost it.
1: Yeah. I think the first times were just beginner's luck. Yeah,
0: I think so too. That's okay. Yeah. I always thought it was clairvoyant, but I just think I'm a good guesser.
1: No, I don't even think you were a good guesser because you haven't been near. I think you were just lucky. The first I, don't know. Times. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> That's hearsay.
1: So Captain Reuben Hatch promised he could guarantee Captain Mason about 1,400 total Union prisoners to transport. That's a lot. So even if all 1,400 prisoners were just soldiers that he was only making 275 off of, Captain Mason would make at least 3,800 dollars, which is about 74, thousand dollars today.:
0: uh, Hey, my ass is doing that. Yeah, that's a completely killy. I'm like Especially yep, in Thank you 65. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're rich now.
1: Yeah. Captain Hatch did, however, require a kickback since he was going to help Captain Mason make a shitload of money. And Captain Mason gladly accepted these terms. Yeah. Yeah, hell, that's fine. Mm -hmm. So Captain Mason leaves Vicksburg, continuing its trip to New Orleans with its original passengers and supplies to deliver. And in the meantime, Captain Reuben Hatch tells Captain Mason that by the time he reaches New Orleans and heads back north to Vicksburg, All of the prisoners of war will have been brought to Vicksburg and ready to board the Sultana. Okay. So, yeah, Ruben's like, keep on going on. And when you come back, all these soldiers will be here and you can make some cash. Perfect. Yeah. So while headed to New Orleans. Stop. (laughs) Captain Mason continues spreading the news that Lincoln was dead. Town crying. They'd be like city crying.
0: I think maybe like. crying. Like state crying. Because he's going from state to state, you know.
1: I like river crying. It just sounds...
0: That sounds like a song. River crying? River crying.
1: Don't cry in the river. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is. (laughs) Well, finally, after making his intended stop at New Orleans, and after resupplying and refueling, Captain Mason departs New Orleans on April 21st, heading north again, back toward Vicksburg to pick up the Union soldiers. Now, from New Orleans, there were about 70 passengers on board the Sultana as per the ship's usual business. Additionally, there were 85 crewmen aboard the Sultana as well. Mm. So that's what, 155 people all together? Yeah.
0: Give or take. I like how you think I would know the math You right were now.
1: there, right? <laughs> I was there.
0: Hey, actually, yeah, I was.
1: However, just a few miles south of Vicksburg, the Sultana runs into some engine trouble. One of the four boilers that powered the ship's paddle wheels had sprung a leak. So with steam leaking out of one boiler, there is significantly less pressure in the boilers since they're all connected together.
0: Ah, right.
1: Which means overall, less power for the Sultana. Mm -hmm. But the Sultana still makes it back to Vicksburg, which again, was just a few miles north. Mm -hmm. And there the boiler could be repaired and Captain Mason could pick up the Union prisoners. Perfect. So while the Sultana is docked in Vicksburg, the boiler is being repaired. However.
0: Oh, however.
1: There's always a however.
0: Oh, always. However, however.
1: The mechanic from Vicksburg wanted to replace parts of the leaking boiler. But this could take several days. And Captain Mason didn't want another steamboat to take the soldiers instead of him.
0: Oh.
1: He doesn't want to lose business. Yeah. I get get that. Yeah. So Captain Mason and his own engineer tell the mechanic not to replace anything and just do a patch job on the boiler.
0: And there it is. Hey, there it is.
1: There it is. Safety just is pure waste. (laughs) I love that one. And
0: here he is, <laughs> the man of the hour.
1: This took only one day instead of three days.
0: Okay. It, oh, it would have taken like three days to repair it? Mm-hmm. Then why not do it? Like, I, I understand. Because
1: there were ships there that were ready to take the passengers.
0: Uh, ugh. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Right. So basically, they told the mechanic to just take a shortcut instead of properly repairing the boiler.
0: Of course. Hey. Like, I mean, okay, sure. I think I've seen this film before. <laughs> And I didn't like the ending. Always.
1: Well, the ending is why we have a podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I was going to say.
1: Now, initially, Captain Reuben Hatch had promised Captain Mason roughly 1,400 prisoners. In Vicksburg, though, a lot of the steamboat captains were already suspicious about bribery among those captains wanting to transport prisoners for cash. And there were multiple captains of steamboats trying to get in on that. Mm. So they're all hearing rumors that, you know, there's bribes going on. Yeah. Who's getting it all? What's happening here? The suspicions turned out to be completely accurate, though, because that's exactly what was happening with Captain Mason giving Captain Reuben Hatch a kickback for all those prisoners.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And Captain Reuben Hatch was going to be the one to make sure he got all the uh, prisoners. Yeah. But because of the suspicion, the officer in charge of loading the prisoners in Vicksburg, Captain George Williams, says, fuck it, just put all the soldiers on one boat. So that way everyone can stop worrying about who's accepting a bribe from whom. And can you guess which steamboat got to take all the prisoners? I
0: don't know. I don't know.
1: Guess the Sultana.
0: I think it's the Sultana.
1: That is correct, yeah.
0: I love being right.
1: Yeah, it was that one. So as promised, Captain Mason gets all the prisoners from Vicksburg. But because of an error with the parole camp's official prisoner log, there were a lot more than 1,400 prisoners. It's estimated that there were about 1,951 prisoners that were boarded onto the Sultana. There were more than 500 extra prisoners loaded under the Sultana <gasps> than previously thought would be there. I miscounted the men. <laughs> I miscounted
0: the men. <laughs>
1: that's from Thirty Rock, one of my absolute favorite episodes with Steve Martin.
0: Trisha's gonna be like, "Oh, Trisha's gonna be like, I, I, I heard it, I heard it." She's gonna text one. She's gonna text me and then be like, "Did you get that reference?" I'm gonna be like, "Hey, no, I didn't."
1: <laughs> Do you really not know what episode that's from? No. Oh, that's so upsetting.
0: Yeah, sorry. That's okay.
1: So anyway, the Sultana isn't a small steamboat, but all ships have limits, and the Sultana was no exception. The Sultana's legal capacity for passengers was only 376 people total. So with the Sultana's original 70 passengers from New Orleans, 85 crewmen, and almost 2,000 prisoners from Vicksburg, there was an estimated twenty one hundred and twenty eight people total on the sultana by the time it departed from vicksburg oh god that's more than five times the legal capacity
0: Mm -hmm. it's just like hey don't do it hey don't do uh, that
1: the sultana was packed literally almost every square foot of the sultana's decks were packed shoulder to shoulder with passengers the decks of the ship were creaking and sagging (gasps) in some spots under the weight of all the people that sounds like
0: a nightmare hey that's my biggest fear no
1: It's easily avoidable.
0: Hey, it is. Always. Yeah. It always is.
1: So finally, fully packed, the Sultana departs again from Vicksburg, heading north again up the Mississippi River. And keep in mind, traveling north on the Mississippi means the Sultana is going against the current. So that puts more strain on the ship's boilers. (laughs) The extra 2,000 people probably didn't help either.
0: Yeah. Not at all. Yeah.
1: Also, during the Sultana's northward journey... The Mississippi River was in the middle of one of the worst spring floods in the river's history. At some parts, the flooding of the river was so severe that the river itself had flooded so far beyond the banks of the river that it was three miles wide.
0: Oh no! Fuck! Can you imagine? Hell. I mean, yeah. Like sometimes I'll see like the Cuyahoga River, and I'm like, it's rained a lot, but like not like like
1: three feet over the yeah, like not three miles. Trees along the banks were almost completely underwater with their peaks sticking above it.
0: What was going on? Did it rain for like the whole entire month?
1: I don't know. I'm guessing it's April. Ma. April showers bring May flowers. And you
0: know what Mayflowers bring? Pilgrims.
1: Pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew it. We just looked at each other like I know. We're such smug It was bags. like a very
0: like polite. Mm-hmm. It was a polite smile, like Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with us? Uh, and the water was really rough too. So that's just adding insult to injury.
0: That just sounds like a nightmare. Hey, nightmare fuel.
1: Well, after two days of traveling north, on April 26th, the Sultana stopped in Memphis around 7 p.m.
0: I'm walking in Memphis.
1: Where the crew unloaded about 120 tons of sugar that the ship had been transporting and also unloaded about 200 passengers in Memphis as well.
0: Oh, okay. Getting, getting some weight off.
1: Well, for a moment, because later that night on the 26th, After the Sultana departed from Memphis, it made another stop upriver to take on a load of coal and then continued heading north around 1 a.m. that night, which is now April 27.
0: Oh, here we are.
1: So, yeah, they got rid of some weight and then just added it all back on.
0: And probably and some.
1: Yeah, well, it's coal. And so, yeah. yeah. But that night at about 2 a.m., when the Sultana was only about seven miles north of Memphis, one of the four boilers violently exploded without warning.
0: Right. Of course. Hey, raise your hand if you're surprised. No hands It's raised? just
1: us, right. but none of us raised our hands, right, right. for those of you who can't see it. We're not surprised. And this explosion caused the other boilers to subsequently explode just seconds later. Because mm-hmm. again, they're right next to each other and they're connected by the pipes. Yeah. The boilers exploded upwards, bursting through the ship's decks and violently maiming and killing <gasps> hundreds of people in an instant. Remember, the prisoners were just crammed onto the Sultana's wooden decks wherever they could stand. Yeah, so like, it was just like... people didn't get beds either. They were just standing there for their entire journey. Nightmare. No. After the explosion, the twin smokestacks on top of the Sultana fell backward onto the decks as well, crushing those who weren't killed in the explosion and trapping more survivors in the wreckage. What? No. As the decks collapsed on top of each other they collectively formed slopes that led into the bottom of the ship, which led down to the exposed furnaces, all of which were blazing with fire.
0: It's so, a, again,
1: that's horrifying. Yeah.
0: A recipe for disaster.
1: So a number of the initial survivors fell down this slope directly into the inferno in the belly of the Sultana.
0: Ew. Ew. It's like a slide.
1: Yeah. Literally. It's like a slide. Uh, this would be one of my least favorite ways to die. Yeah. Cause
0: there's no, st- Hey, there's no stop it.
1: And you'd see it coming. Yeah. Too, and Oh no, I'm out. Pass. Many of the passengers were also blown off of the ship's decks into the raging waters of the Mississippi River, too. We'll talk about them in a minute. I don't like that. The pilot house where Captain Mason controlled the Sultana was completely destroyed during the explosion since it was above the boilers, which killed Captain Mason instantly. So he's out. He's done.
0: He's gone. Done Adios. For.
1: See you. And without a captain or any way of controlling the steamboat, the Sultana began drifting aimlessly back down the river
0: that's the song is playing actually when it's like, going down who's got a speaker so who's like they're like who is this and it's us no it's the like,
1: banjo version of it
0: yeah it's like the titanic when they play uh what song did they play in the titanic some like symphony oh
1: there's a name for it yeah it was a specific song mm-hmm. something <laughs> i don't know it was a song though yeah was a song now, granted, it being ejected off of an exploding ship into the water might seem like one of the easier ways to survive the fiery hell. And many others also willingly jumped off the sultana as well. But the prisoners on board were just that, prisoners. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were malnourished and weak from spending time in the prisoner of war camps during the Civil War. So obviously they were not well taken care yeah. of. And just overall, health habits in the 1800s were subpar. hmm So, being a prisoner of war really didn't help their situation. No. So, many of the already weakened survivors were floating in the Mississippi River and would cling to each other just to stay afloat, but because of this, they would all drown in giant groups. (gasps) So, that sucks.
0: (sighs) Uh Uh-uh.
1: And let's not forget, this is in April, halfway up the Mississippi River. This is not warm water. This is cold water. Yeah, yeah. And it's in the middle of the night. So, many of those who didn't drown ended up dying of... Say it with me. Hypothermia. Hypothermia. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some survivors actually climbed onto the tops of trees that were sticking above the flooded waters to escape the water. Oh, and, then, and they survived. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: Instinct. It was yeah. like they probably just acted.
1: They probably got lucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I would be really aware enough to. Yeah, me either. Uh, no, I'd be shell shocked, mm-hmm. I think. Well, about 30 minutes after the explosion, the steamship Bostona was heading south along the Mississippi, came across the wreckage site and began rescuing as many survivors as possible. Survivors also ended up floating south past Memphis in the middle of the night. (laughs) I think that's it. So as the survivors were floating past Memphis, they were calling for help and getting attention of the other steamboats that were docked in Memphis. Because of this, several other steamboat captains headed upriver to assist in the rescue attempt. These ships rescued survivors from the water and from the trees along the river, as well as pulling survivors from the Sultana's burning yet still floating wreckage. However, there were some victims whose bodies floated all the way down the river as far as Vicksburg. These people imagine, did not survive. It was yeah, just dead bodies.
0: Imagine just like looking out and just seeing that. That's terrifying.
1: What's the movie where that happened? Where are the worlds? I've never seen it. It's a Tom Cruise movie. It's not that great. Uh,
0: I hate
1: Tom but, but people are just being killed by the masses, by these aliens. Mm-hmm. So at one point, the little girl walks, Dakota Fanning walks up toward the river, and she just sees one body float down, followed by another, followed by, like, hundreds of dead Ugh. bodies. It's probably like that.
0: Yeah. That reminds me of It and the bearings.
1: Liv, what doesn't remind you of It? I love it. Or something movie. Stephen King related? I love
0: that film. I love that man.
1: Oh, we know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much.
1: And of course, there were many bodies that were never found either. So the Sultana finally sank at around 7 a.m. that morning near Mound City, Arkansas, which is now known today as Marion, Arkansas. Oh, okay. This is about six miles south of where the ship had exploded. Ooh. It drifted a long Yeah, time.
0: wow. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You said it was raining a lot, so.
1: Rushing river. Yeah. yeah. At the time, it was estimated that just over 1,100 people had died. Although, the exact death toll is unknown. The official death toll has fluctuated up and down since the disaster, Mm -hmm. but today the death toll estimate is about 961 deaths. Again, records from all the prisoners from Vicksburg weren't accurate to begin with, since they originally thought there were only 1,400 prisoners to be transported north.
0: That's scary.
1: Yeah. The soldiers who were killed were buried at Fort Pickering Cemetery on the south shore of Memphis. And a year later, I'm sorry, Walking in Memphis is such a missed opportunity. Why did I not think about that until now?
0: Did you hear? I, I uh, yeah, it. you
1: said it. And it just clicked. I'm like, wa- now I'm hearing Walking in Memphis, Memphis with every time I read I, Memphis. I'm yeah. so upset with myself.
0: It's such a good song.
1: At least I got southbound.
0: Uh, at least. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, at least. That means bare minimum I got southbound. All
0: right, right, right.
1: Well, a year after the soldiers were buried at Fort Pickering Cemetery, the Memphis National Cemetery was established in the northeast side of Memphis so the dead were moved to that cemetery. Okay. The concept of moving a dead body like that.
0: Yeah, like what? What's me. it called? Like um, ex exhuming. Ex- yeah, exhuming. Yeah. I almost said excavating.
1: Technically, because isn't excavating just like digging up earth?
0: Maybe I don't know.
1: I don't know. We don't know a lot, do we?
0: No. Thank God for Google. <laughs> hey, thank God for the internet.
1: Fortunately for the survivors, Memphis had been captured by the Union in 1862. And was converted to a city for Union forces to resupply and recuperate.
0: Sometimes you just need a city. Sure. Right?
1: I don't like cities, so I don't. I don't you really
0: live care. in one.
1: I live on the outskirts of a small city.
0: Okay, so you mean like Cleveland or like Pittsburgh? Too big. Wait. Too Charlie, big. Too big. Too right. many people. Okay. Too crowded. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay, sweet. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Don't don't try to judge and tell me what I. I'm like.
0: not. No, no, no. I'm not judging. I was just like, well, we live.
1: If in you could city. see her face, you would know that there was judgment. Always. Uh, just a tinge.
0: Just a little bit. I was it's, like... You
1: the-? know like, how like sputum can be blood tinged? Your words were judge tinged.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just... I don't know. Go ahead.
1: I, I will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there were several hospitals in Memphis and roughly 760 survivors were taken to the city. Supposedly, only 31 of the 760 survivors that were taken to Memphis died later of their injuries, which for 1865, I'd say that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And of course, because this accident took place before the world turned to complete shit, the citizens of Memphis were reportedly extremely hospitable and caring for the victims. Yeah. Uh, The Chicago Opera Troupe, a traveling musical group, staged a benefit for the survivors' medical bills. Also, the members of this opera troupe were among the 200-some passengers that got off the Sultana in Memphis just before the explosion.
0: What? Isn't that wild? That's weird. Yeah. What are the odds?
1: 200. 200, out of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, there's only what, a few of them, so.
0: Yeah, we can do the statistics.
1: We have to find out how many people were in the Chicago Opera troupe. Anyway, yeah. not great, but still. Yeah. yeah. So, what caused the first boiler to explode? The official investigation into the Sultana's explosion determined the cause to be an insufficient water level in the boilers. This occurred because the Sultana was so overloaded with passengers on its top decks. This made the ship top heavy and caused the Sultana to constantly tilt back and forth from side to side. This was especially bad because when the boat would tip severely enough, water would spill out of the boilers. And, again, all of the boilers were connected to each other by steam pipes. So, when one boiler lost water, they all lost water. Right. Losing water was also bad because it caused the boilers to overheat. And, when water would pass through these now superheated spots on the boiler's pipes, the water would instantly vaporize. This would cause sudden surges in pressure because, again, it was mm. powered by water vapor. But these surges in pressure would not only add strain to the boilers, but the premature vaporization of the water added to the boiler's water loss and overheating. Gotcha. So this is just all around yeah, just not awful. good. It was also determined that the repair made on the Sultana's boiler back in Vicksburg, Mississippi was not a proper repair. Shocker. Of course. And as such, This also contributed to the excessive strain on the Sultana's boiler. Furthermore, in later investigations, other factors that contributed to the Sultana's explosion were discovered. One contributing factor was the type of metal. Charcoal hammered number one. What? Yeah, charcoal hammered number one. It sounds like a lipstick.
0: I was just going to say. It sounds like something they would name uh, nail polish.
1: (laughs) Uh, This was used in the construction of the boilers. This type of metal tends to weaken over time with heating and cooling cycles, which that's the boilers, Mm -hmm. and it was actually no longer used in boiler construction after 1879, because so many ships kept blowing Mm -hmm. up because of it. Mm -hmm. The design of the boilers themselves was another issue, since the long tubes used in the boiler system were so difficult to clean and remove sediment from, and with the Mississippi River's dirty-ass water, (laughs) these pipes were easily clogged. Yeah. So, basically, the Sultana was doomed from the start.
0: <laughs>
1: I got the entire name of the song here. Song. We're just gonna have to go through it.
0: Right. We're gonna have to give royalties to, like, carry under one.
1: That's only if we get famous.
0: Yeah, right, right.
1: Now, the investigation did begin assigning blame after the disaster. First and foremost, Captain Mason... <laughs> I can't the song playing. <laughs> Captain Mason was blamed for knowingly and grossly overloading the Sultana well beyond the ship's legal capacity.
0: Oh, wow. So we're already, we pointed oh, a yeah. finger. finger. Oh, yeah. The
1: pointing started very early. Oh,
0: yeah. As it should. makes sense.
1: Yes. And he was also found responsible for the boiler's initial half-assed repair job.
0: Mm-hmm. Again, yeah.
1: He was responsible for telling the mechanic, hey, yeah. it's fine. Just make it Do a whatever. day's Do whatever. Yeah. yeah. Also, Captain Reuben Hatch was found guilty of bribing Captain Mason. Accurate. Oh, yeah. However, Captain Hatch left the military almost immediately after the explosion so he could avoid being court martialed. Oh, kind of a loser at that point, yeah. honestly. There was also Captain Frederick Speed. Love the name.
0: Love that name.
1: He was a Union officer that sent the almost 2,000 paroled prisoners from the parole camp to Vicksburg to be sent back north. Mm-hmm. He was actually found guilty, even though he didn't assign all the prisoners on the same ship. He just said, okay, you're going to go there to be taken home. Yeah. He was literally just doing his job. Fortunately, the guilty verdict against Captain Speed was overturned because, again, he literally wasn't even at Vicksburg when the prisoners were loaded onto the Sultana. Gotcha. So he was just a scapegoat, basically. Yeah, yeah. Also, do you remember Captain George Williams? Yes, I do. He was the officer who decided to put all these soldiers on the Sultana. Mm Mm-hmm. And he did that because he was worried that too many bribes were taking place amongst the steamboat captains. I mean, he wasn't wrong.
0: Yeah, I was going to say true, but however.
1: He, however, faced no penalty because he was a member of the army and the military didn't want to prosecute one of their own members. What the hell?
0: That's some bullshit! Yeah.
1: Yeah. But in the end, when the investigation was closed, who do you think was officially blamed?
0: Uh, uh Ma- Mason. Mason? Nope. Really?
1: Yeah, nope. Who? He died.
0: Well, yeah, but like...
1: You want to know who? Yeah. No one. That's
0: some bullshit! Of
1: course. Hey, of course. Zero accountability was ever assigned for this accident.
0: Oh, until now. <laughs> oh, we going
1: do it. It's the 1800s <laughs> of it all. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, we don't, we don't know. Uh, okay.
0: They're just like, well, right. whatever. Well. Half of them are dead. Whatever. We
1: tried. Now, jumping ahead to 1982, remains of the Sultana's wreckage were found, but not where you'd think. Oh, parts of the ship's deck were found about 30 feet beneath a soybean field in Arkansas, What? <laughs> which was about two miles from the riverbanks. What? How did the wreckage get there? I don't know. Take a guess. I'm curious, because when I read that, I was like, how the fuck does that happen? And I truly had no idea.
0: Was it something that I said earlier? It was. Was it the tectonic plates moving?
1: The river moved a little bit. Yep. It changes direction naturally over time. Yes. Also, remember how there was such intense flooding in 1865? I do. The river was about three miles wide at some parts. Oh, so it so kind of. On top of being way displaced initially, the river still changed position on its own after that. Yeah. So once that shit fell to the bottom and, you know, the earth's natural cycle of erosion buried mm-hmm. it, that's how it ended up beneath the soy field miles away from the river.
0: Earth is crazy.
1: Earth is awesome. Earth is
0: crazy.
1: But that is the steam built Sultana. <gasps> but that is. Mm, sorry. Can't read. And that is the Sultana Steamboat Explosion.
0: Yay! I mean, oh no! You say yay
1: every time afterwards. Like, it's
0: <laughs> death, yay! No, oh no, that's what so crazy. Oh. oh no. <gasps> Boo. You would think with the name Explosion, something else would happen. However...
1: I thought they were all going to explode with joy.
0: Yeah, with happiness and live. No. You're
1: live. I'm live. We're I'm a, all live.
0: We're all live.
1: You're Squidward. He's Squidward. Are there any other Squidwards <laughs> I should know about? <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Thank you for everybody that got the SpongeBob. I was just going to say, please, happened. yeah. Meow. Now, <laughs> there was also a movie about the Sultana that was released in 2018 what? starring Sean Astin called Remember the Sultana
0: hi sean I
1: remembering the sultana it's one of those ian <laughs> i wrote remember the sultana but i feel like when i looked at it it was remembering the sultana
0: probably remembering and do you know where sean astin is from
1: <laughs> lord of the rings
0: and also
1: stranger things
0: season two he played bob
1: and what was bob's job
0: he worked at radio shack and he dated joyce
1: and what do they call him
0: they call him bob uh bob the brain
1: yes okay um I actually really dislike Lord of the Rings. So as soon as you ask, really, me that, it's so boring. We can't get started on them now. Those movies are fucking stupid. I
0: thought they were good. I mean, the, I only watched the, the first ones? two. Yeah, nothing
1: happens. They hike for two hours at a time. And every now and then they kill an orc. The
0: the original two I've only watched. I haven't seen the last one, which every single time I mention it to somebody, they're like, you ever seen the last one? I'm like, no, I haven't.
1: The I'm last one is the same it. thing with a war scene. And I'm sorry, Gandalf doesn't even do anything. He just rides a horse and has a bright stick. Like, Andy, fuck off. Andy's I could watch something else.
0: My God, <laughs> why?
1: In college, everybody was like, you haven't seen those movies? No. And I would ask people to borrow those DVDs. And they, and they would be like, no, it's part of my collector's set. Yes. And so they wouldn't let me borrow them. And I'm sorry, that just ruined it for me. And then again, when I finally watched it, it's just hiking. They're literally hiking with swords. I, I could go out and hike right now and be more entertained. At me. You won't
0: okay i think i will and i am in person actually continue continue <laughs> sorry Listen, i have Astin. some
1: controversial views every now and again
0: every every now and again yes you have controversial views all the time
1: well i feel like this is especially controversial
0: <laughs> it is honestly it is
1: <laughs> the only saving grace of those movies is ian mckellen but whatever he was better as magneto
0: and you don't like elijah wood either
1: I can't stand the way he talks. Yeah, I was I just going to say you don't him. like it
0: because I've, t- I've told Ian to watch Over the Garden Wall, which is fantastic. Everyone should watch that. But he won't because Elijah Wood is in it.
1: I'm Elijah Wood. I'm a normal person. That's what he sounds like.
0: <laughs> okay. You know, know what? No, no. Next.
1: Yeah, no, Moving on. <laughs> yeah. There is also a famous picture taken to the Sultana.
0: Of course <laughs> there is.
1: Uh, it was taken on April 26th during the day, just a few hours before the explosion. And on it, you can see that everyone on the ship is so densely packed like sardines.
0: Do you have it? I want to see it. I sure do. Put on my glasses. Oh Lord.
1: Literally, there was like no place for those people to sleep, even. They just had to sleep where they were on the ship's deck. Yep.
0: Mississippi River is big.
1: It still is.
0: I know. That's crazy. That's when like people would see like Lake Erie when I worked at summer camp. They would be like, Are you sure it's not an ocean? And I'm like, no.
1: It's a is lake. Science shore. Are you questioning science?
0: <laughs> yeah, I told them that.
1: Well, they're kids, right?
0: Yeah, but some um, it would be some counselors, but they were from um, like England who would ask.
1: So were they genuinely asking? Is it an ocean, or are they just like making bad conversation?
0: Probably making bad conversation because if you if you looked at it where my summer camp was at, like they assumed because it was a lake that you would be able to see the end, but you can't. Because it goes all the way to Canada.
1: Have they never looked at it on a map?
0: Probably not. I mean, hashtag have you,
1: cartographers. Have you? Uh, you have the conversation in this episode. <laughs> oh, we have to hold it.
0: I was like, oh no, it broke.
1: The audience wasn't that impressed.
0: No. Well, I don't know. Have you ever looked at a map of England's lakes? No. Does
1: England have lakes?
0: Probably. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Because I know they have the ocean.
0: They would. They, they have lakes, Ian. They probably have lakes.
1: If you're from England, oh, a listener from England emailed me and they suggested a very interesting avalanche episode. And I read it in bed on Thursday morning, but I was working three in a row. Yeah. And I thought about it all day at work. And then I just never replied back. If you're the listener from England, <laughs> I am just now remembering you emailed me. I am so sorry. I'm going to email you back immediately after this episode because it sounded very interesting. Yeah. Oh,
0: we'll yes. do it then. We'll do it.
1: We're, yeah, oh, no, it's, it's on for this. yeah. Team, and I immediately put it in the queue. Like ooh, I was like, perfect. this sounds great. Um, so thanks for that. But anyway, back to it, back to it. Let's uh, play the blame game, shall we? Let's. So the blame game is, Liv, tell us what the blame game is.
0: Ian, I think I'm just going to let you have this one, actually. All right. Courtesies to you.
1: It is my my artistic baby. (laughs) (laughs) So the blame game is where we rate the disaster on three different categories. Was it predictable? Was it preventable? And was it avoidable? Each category is rated on a scale of zero to five. Total score of three or less means this was a true disaster, and a rating of ten or higher means we get to blame not one but multiple people. We're gonna Two, point three lots four. of fingers. We could, we could point like fifteen fingers. I'm
0: pointing all of my hands and going ah
1: ah. That's ten fingers, but yeah, yeah that makes the point for
0: oh. sure. <laughs> I said all of my hands, like I have multiple. Two hands, ten
1: fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a victim of some sort of no. attack, and you lose fingers <sighs> or hands or limbs. All right, so starting off with predictability, Liv. What are we thinking?
0: Hey, um, four.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, five times the legal capacity. Yeah, the ship was literally sagging and creaking. Yeah, you didn't repair the boiler at all the right way.
0: Mm-hmm. Wha- uh, Hello? Like, what, what? What did you think was going to happen?
1: quickly also also <laughs> boats keep exploding on the mississippi at this time 25 percent <laughs> of all steamboats die within three to five years because of an explosion
0: it's like come on people hey statistics hey math
1: did they have stats back then
0: probably yeah
1: oh yeah they had ivy league schools right mm-hmm. so they had stats yeah had to take it
0: harvard was like in the 1700s I'm oh sure.
1: they had stats then yeah so they should have known
0: what is it like hard oh i'm gonna watch legally <laughs> blonde Ugh, what a film.
1: Elle Woods uses legal jargon in everyday conversation. Yeah,
0: I object.
1: <laughs> I could quote them. I that love way. her. Anyway, moving on. Preventability. Five. One hundred percent preventable. Hey, don't take more than you're allowed to have. I understand going over the legal capacity a little bit. I feel but like airplanes five probably do it.
0: five times.
1: Yeah, you were good for three seventy six, and you had about almost twenty two hundred people.
0: Yeah, and hey, you Everybody. knew that like the boiler was screwed. You knew, yeah, I just. Don't do what you did.
1: My goodness. Do something else next time. Please. What should you do next time? Next time. time. Not this. Yeah. Learn. Learn something else. Learn from this. Well, considering the Lucy Walker was what, 20 years before, and this is in the same avenue of mistakes, they didn't learn.
0: No. They just want their money.
1: Do you think we as a society learned or we just got better technology and didn't have to make the same mistakes twice? Uh,
0: Better technology. There's no way. Greed trumps all. Greed (laughs) trumps all. Same with money. Yeah. Everyone will do whatever it takes to get what they want. Yeah. Even if it's to literally die for it.
1: That's like me playing uh Lego Fortnite. I will <laughs> do whatever it takes to get those obsidian slabs.
0: Lego Fortnite.
1: It's awesome. It's a total rip off off of Minecraft, but it's it's awesome. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm playing as Raphael. Lego Raphael. As you will. He's awesome. All right. And then avoidability.
0: Ooh, once the one,
1: two. I feel like avoidability is a weird one. I wish wash on it. Is it avoidability once the disaster begins or avoidability in general?
0: I think it's once the disaster begins because that's what it's you like once s-
1: you're on the steamboat.
0: Yeah, I think it's once the boiler I think, exploded.
1: I think it needs to be an entire thing. Like once you get on the boat. I mean, you could have gotten off in Memphis at any of the stops.
0: Yeah, but like that wasn't your stop, though. So why would you get off?
1: I mean, you still could have the people that were on steamboat. Yeah,
0: boat. but not the prisoners. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I just think avoidability is situational.
0: It is. I agree. I agree. But I I would say
1: midway because two,
0: I think two, I'll give it a two. Yeah. Cause some people did survive.
1: There were survivors. I mean, there was what? 700 some survivors. Yeah. That's like less than half though. Yeah. I still say two, two. Let's give it a two then. Okay. So what's this an 11? Yeah. Yeah. Four, five and two. So with an 11, you know what it's time to do now?
0: what point that finger yeah who do we want to blame first mason H- fuck that guy yeah come on Mace- man
1: fuck what were that you doing guy. dude you knew there was too many yeah you know what mason said safety just is pure waste <laughs> him and hey, rush would and have been did. great friends they
0: would have shook hands absolutely
1: they would have been on each other's ships mm-hmm. mason would have been on the titan with rush
0: yeah Oh yeah,
1: easily. Yeah, easily. Mm -hmm. Um, the engineer that also was with Captain Mason that said, "Hey, mechanic, do a patch job that's easier and faster."
0: I bet. Yeah, but like, could you? I mean, you're employed to this man, and he, if he's like, just do this. Like, you can say no. You can say,
1: "Hey, actually, I disagree. You should not be doing that. You should do it the right way." Right.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. cool.
1: He was a hand involved.
0: Yeah. I just think it's Mason.
1: George Williams, the guy that put all the people on the ship.
0: Yeah, but he was the one who gave. Yeah.
1: He did it out of paranoia, which was rightfully placed, yeah. but he still did it.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Captain Hatch? He was the one who arranged it mm-hmm.
0: all.
1: I feel like there's got to be someone else. No, I, I, think, I, think, that's I think
0: that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree.
1: Very good. Thank you. Thank, thank you for your candor.
0: Thank you. Thanks.
1: All right. Well, you want to tell me what you learned?
0: Yeah, I do, actually. Excellent.
1: All right, let's hear it.
0: All right. What did you learn? What I learned in boating school is blankety blankety blank. Blankety blanked. I said this wouldn't have happened if Steamboat Willie was the captain of the ship.
1: I have a question. Who's Steamboat Willie?
0: It's Mickey Mouse's first appearance. I sound oh. such like a Disney adult. And The only the black reason, and white one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like
1: riddled with racist overtones, though?
0: Is that one is? I, I, I mean, think all that's of,
1: the one that got taken down. Because,
0: all of them were.
1: Well, yeah. I think that's why they're not on Disney Plus anymore. No, they are
0: on Disney Plus. They oh, j- they really? have a warning in front of them now. Oh, like if you watch if you watch the Aristocats, which makes sense. Does like, it? Yeah. What was
1: happening in the late '80s during cartoon making?
0: Hey, Aristocats uh, was like 1940 something. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Or <laughs> like in, color, in the '50s? It?
0: Yeah, it's a uh, uh, Buena Vista Technicolor. So I think oh, I think so it, it was remastered the, it in color. Yeah, I think it was like the '50s or something.
1: Oh. Yuck!
0: Hey, crazy crazy times. Anyway, the second thing that I learned is that no one learns from past mistakes. Hello?
1: No, that's the entire reason we have this podcast is because nobody learns. People's
0: eyes are just closed and they don't want to talk about it anymore.
1: If people learned we would have a disaster, we would have weather disasters every now and again. Yeah. That'd be it. Yep.
0: And it would be. And we'd be like, Ugh, we ran out.
1: Okay. We got to wait until the next natural disaster <laughs> would be glued to the weather channel. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> come on, give me content.
0: <laughs> give me, give me, give me. Okay. And the last thing I learned is that we need to stop traveling on the Mississippi, I don't think we do anymore. Exactly.
1: So we did learn, and we did. We learned one thing in history. stop kind tra- has learned one thing: quit traveling <laughs> on,
0: on the, the Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> Real?
1: Wow, we didn't learn compassion for others. Nope. Or we, no, we learned to quit traveling on that one river that kept killing us all. And
0: now we just fly,
1: where we also die.
0: Exactly. Oh, don't say that. I'm going on a plane soon. I don't want to think about I'm that.
1: going on a plane the week after you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <So> I'm scared. <laughs>
0: I'm so nervous.
1: If either of us die, do we have permission to continue the podcast?
0: Yeah. And I want an episode to be about it.
1: I thought about this. I'm not saying I want to die tragically. However, having a podcast However, related about disasters
0: would kind of be silly.
1: It'd be, it'd be poetic.
0: It would be very poetic.
1: Do you know how to work all the equipment in case I'm the one that dies? died? Uh,
0: nope, but I'll figure it out.
1: I'm going to write a note before I go. Okay. Just leave it on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's yeah. our first episode of the new year.
0: Happy 2024, Happy 2024, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Everyone. Sorry, we took a little bit of time in between. I'm not sorry. Episodes. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not sorry either. I needed a break.
0: Yeah. Needed a second. Everyone needs a break.
1: I honestly have not been in the studio here for probably two weeks straight. That's good. I mean, I wrapped presents in here because the table's giant. Yeah. Um, But other than that, I haven't sat at this chair. I haven't looked at my computer.
0: Yeah. Take some time from it. You know, it was nice. Yeah.
1: Again, I played a shit ton of Lego Fortnite.
0: As you should. And that's your right.
1: It is. Hey, my bills are paid. I yeah, exactly. nothing in real life, but yeah, damn, I've got two villages going, and they're quite cool. Yeah, once on top of rocks in the desert. Ooh. Yeah, and That's I fun. built the houses just like right on the edge of the rocks, and then built them out over like the vertical drop. Yeah. Because I can.
0: As you should. And Again, it's yeah, your right. It was great. You paid. Actually, was I it free. I was it. gonna say, wasn't however, it free?
1: However, I did pay for the Raphael minifigure to play as. As you should. Yeah, yeah. I that that's one. that's a good. That was, yeah. Purchase. The other person was just like some rando Lego player I could be playing as, and that did not vibe with me at all. No,
0: you want Raphael?
1: I was between him and Darth Maul, but Darth Maul didn't have a lightsaber, so I went with Raphael.
0: <laughs> but Raphael doesn't have a lightsaber either.
1: He's not supposed to have one. Real. Darth Maul is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't try to poke holes in my logic Uh, in my own house. I'm going to keep trying. All right. You'll probably get there. Yeah. One one of these days. It's not going to take much. No. (laughs) Well, at that, you want to wrap it up here? Hey, let's. All right. Well, what do we tell everybody at the end? It's been so long I've forgotten. Oh, wait, no. To follow us and make sure they pay attention to us on social media, etc.
0: And we will answer your emails.
1: We will. Again, England follower, I'm going to email you back here tonight. Yeah. Tell them about Instagram and everything. Liv, come on. Go Guys, if you job. want
0: to follow us on Instagram at Disaster Hour Podcast, we will be the most active on Instagram. Yeah. But if you want to email us one of your disaster requests, please email us at DisasterHourPodcast at gmail.com and we will answer promptly.
1: Let's not lie. It will Three be to prompt. five
0: business days.
1: Three to five business days is reasonable. Mm-hmm. We it both is. work full time. Yeah, it's we're, not going to be prompt. I got
0: two jobs. No. He has... I have
1: one job, but, it's yeah, but it, it has shifts, a, I it's was just going to say consistent, it's a, So sometimes I'm yeah. tired and I can't keep things straight, which makes sense. I'm the victim. You- <laughs> <laughs> no, <Ian! sighs> I, the song's in my head now.
0: I know it's in mine, too. I'm trying to get it out of it.
1: That's going to be there for a while. We also have the Facebook. Just search disaster hour podcast on Facebook.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like that's the second thing that we're most like active on.
1: That one does it automatically. I don't post a lot on there.
0: Oh, is it connected to the Instagram? Yeah, just connect yeah. to it. Yeah, we're more active on Instagram, I'm gonna be honest. It's the yeah. only app that matters at this point. Really, it is. I don't like I don't go on anything else. So
1: the X, I mean it's it exists. Yeah, it's I re- there. I really need to try and use it just I, because it's there. I think everything Can I just shut X down?
0: I want I'm I'm surprised that it hasn't been shut down well,
1: yet. Buy Twitter. Someone buy it back and make it Twitter again.
0: All of the advertisers have pulled from Um, oh no it's dying let it
1: die it is it's going to let it die
0: we all know how i feel about elon musk so is he not your favorite no he's not oh interesting don't like him anyway
1: your elon musk is my lord of the rings trilogy (laughs) not a fan
0: oh gosh okay okay okay
1: yeah all right well everybody stay safe i love you good luck out there
0: and i love you
1: she really loves you i do yeah she loves you a lot i do i love that you listen i honestly do love that you guys listen yeah and i have not had enough alcohol to say that i love you so i just i love that you listen this.
0: yeah we had a sip of champagne to celebrate
1: to celebrate the new year yeah and our second steamboat disaster yay all right guys have a good night bye and we'll see you soon yeah all right bye bye We don't know a lot, do we?
0: No.